Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my special guest today is one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter. She's an artist from Toronto who goes by DJ SB. We talked about some of her big moments in her career, like getting invited on stage to perform by Jay Electronica and what that woman was like. She explains it in details. And some of the challenges that she faces as an independent artist. DJ SB on the Come Show podcast. Let's go. Please introduce yourself. Ooh, I go by the name of DJ SB. 20, whoa, 25-year-old rapper. I just turned 25. From Toronto. Straight out of, straight out of the middle of Toronto. The- Western. West End. That's West End. So, like, I've been out there. I've been in, in the West doing my thing. It's basically me, but, like, we'll dive into more, but that's basically, <laughs> that's the gist of it. Nigga, I made it. I'm out of the sea. I'm onto the land now. Everything's grand now. I'm rubbing my eyes trying to wash out the sand out. I look at the sky and the journey to spaces and looking so bad now. Till I realize I need some clothes and some shoes and some women and bands now. That's the way I'll survive, right? Being around all the fame and the limelight. I think I might be lost when I touched down on earth. Wasn't reading the signs right now. I'm wandering off. Had to promise myself I'll get good when the time's right. But this feeling is off. Why am I here with my missions to start? How come even though I'm grounded, I still feel like taking when did you uh, start rapping? Oh, so professionally, I would say around 2011. So what I mean professionally, I mean like um, going to the studio, actually recording and getting my stuff like mixed and mastered to sound professional. Because mm. before that, I just had like a little like condenser mic I bought off somebody off Kijiji and like I stack like shoe boxes in order to have a stand and like a put that in the in in the in the um <laughs> I put the mic in the box and like I would record stuff and I would put it on YouTube. It didn't sound the greatest but like yeah. you can hear what I was saying. So yeah. um and then yeah, two thousand eleven is when I kinda picked up professional. Well first yeah. were you proud of that? You saved oh, up yeah. money for the condenser oh, mic of course. and then you recorded Oh of course I thought What were you recording on? Bro, audacity. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. That was bad. Bro, <laughs> terrible. But you know what? I made it work, bro. Like I bro. That, Goddamn! <laughs> I'm thinking about it like that. That program was actually like pretty bad, but like yeah, it's pretty good because it it got me to where I needed to go. Yeah, <laughs> I I find that there's like value in doing things like that compared to if you you know you had somebody buy you everything, Whoa, exactly. Pro Tools, the whole damn thing, exactly. And that was where you started. I don't exactly. know. It's different. It's different. It's I'm different, humble. right? I'm humble. <laughs> Right, you might even be overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the first time I went into a studio, I was overwhelmed. I'm like, yo, what is what is all this stuff do? Like, yeah. 
but like I never understood the process of making a song. Mm -hmm. So like it's not only just recording, it's recording. You gotta mix and master. You gotta get stems for the beat. You gotta do this and that. It's just like damn. I thought you just had to record and and post it. <laughs> yeah. Well, even even just the art of recording, cause uh, yeah, cause I remember you know just being a music fan and then be going in the studio and seeing how artists did it. I'm like, yo. Mm -hmm. It's not as easy people think making a three four minute song a no, good song. It's exactly. not. It's not like no, not at all. Especially right? Because like you gotta get the right take, you gotta get the right cadence, you gotta get the right flow. You gotta one practice I like to do is before I go to even go to the studio, I like to um, practice the song. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just show up to the studio and write. Me, I, I, I have the complete opposite. I have to have the song ready before I go to the studio, and I gotta over and over and over again just do the song over and over again just to make sure that when I get to the studio I'm not wasting no time because I don't have no money to waste no time in the studio <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah you can't be figuring it out no, when you're paying no whatever no amount of dollars way. no way I mean good for you if you could do that but not yeah. me yo <laughs> but is that the only uh, thing why is the only the reason why the money or is it other reasons in it as well too or, definitely yeah. probably just the money because if I could sit and record in a studio space mm -hmm. I don't know if I could if I if I would be able to pull off songs, but maybe yeah. maybe we, yeah. Because I wonder would there be pressure? Mm -hmm. if yeah, you're in exa a, no, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So it's yeah, like, you're in a moment. You got eight hours that you paid for. Yeah, I don't want to sit there for those eight hours. Yeah, trying to come up with something. What if I get stuck? Because sometimes you get stuck, and it's like you yeah. you stuck for four hours. And you don't know what the hell you to yeah. do. Right? Well, I also feel like uh, when there's other people present, that say engineer that you may not know well. Mm -hmm. You start maybe trying to impress people mm -hmm. or do stuff yeah. or whatever compared like, if to if you just record. I just like writing in my, my home. Yeah. In my bed. That's where I got to be or else like I just can't, I can't create. You can't create. Nah. Like some people like going to like the lake. I can swear. Can the I swear? Lake. Yeah, yeah, oh. for sure. This is <laughs> okay. a podcast. Come the, on, man. The lake is shit. People go to the lake and shit. Yeah. And they find inspiration in fucking water and shit. Not me, bro. I need to be in my room yeah. by myself and I'll be able to create my best shit. What about experiences, though, when you do stuff? Not like mm -hmm. for the sake of recording, but you when you're living life, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, take trips or go somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, Does that inspire at all or no? Actually, not, my yeah. last trip, I, okay, so I, I feel a little about, about me is I, I'm fucking batshit afraid of flying. So this year was my year. I wanted to make sure, like, I'm like, yo, if I want to be an international fucking superstar, how the hell am I going to be afraid of flying, right? Mm -hmm. So this year I took it upon myself to get over that fear of flying. So I went to Atlanta. And in Atlanta, um, there's just the whole different vibe. Like, I really want to actually move out there after being out there because it's just, like, just a whole different vibe. Mm. And, like, yeah, I was inspired because what happened is my, my girl, um, Phoenix Pagliacci, she knows um a few producers that work out of big boy studio so we went to big boy studio and um it was just a whole like they're just so welcome and they're like if 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 it's any time to play music your music it's right now right so i played them a bunch of my shit and they were just like vibing they loved it and it just made me like realize like damn like if nobody's gonna like it somebody's gonna like it like and it made me just want to write and that actually on a way home, I wrote to the ZZ beat. Mm. And as soon as I got back home, I didn't even go straight home. I went to the studio with all my my um, my bags and shit. I went to the studio. I recorded ZZ. I paid for it to be mixed and mastered that same day mm. and, and released it that same day. 
So wow. I don't know, like, I don't know, like the, the, the energy was just different. The vibe was just different. I got to speak to a lot of um, important people when I was out there. So yeah, I guess you're, you're right. Like experiences does, does change. When you had that energy, you just had to release it. I had to, I had to. And especially because the beat, the reason why I, I wrote to that beat too is people were telling, trying to say that like Kodak and them didn't give it justice. So I was like, okay, let me try to do my, put my little spin on it, see what I could do. And then I'm like, you know, I got to release it soon because motherfuckers are, are, are going to forget about this beat in like two minutes. You know, you know how consuming, consuming music is nowadays, right? So you got to, I spent like double what I would usually pay to like mix and master something. Like the express. It, yeah. I got to express that because like, bro, I was like, I got to, I got to seize the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Tell me of that experience. So, you, so flying to Atlanta was the first time you getting on the on the airplane. It's not the first time. It's just okay. the first time since I developed extreme anxiety. <laughs> so, and where did like, that come from? My anxiety from like the anxiety overall or anxiety oh, with flying. Anxiety overall. Okay. So, like, I I went to um, a few places when I was a kid. I went yeah. to like Grenada, and I feel like I went to Trinidad. But like yeah. as a kid. Yeah, yeah. So I don't remember those experiences really. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that. I knew what the experience of flying was soon, sooner than later, because especially because I was going with my girl and I was going with my friends. So it was the best time to kind of go Whereas, say, I got an opportunity somewhere and I have to fly by myself. And it's just like, fuck, I can't do this because I'm by myself. Like, mm. I'm going to fucking trip out, right? Yeah. So um, I feel like that was the best time to kind of experience flying again. But yeah. Yeah, because you're with people that you're comfortable mm-hmm. with. They can hold you down, yeah. hold your hand. If Yo, you're, trust me. <laughs> where people, oh yeah, tell me. So you get, you gotta take take me to the journey of like getting to the airplane. <laughs> so we we actually drove from Toronto to Buffalo because it's okay. cheaper to to fly out from I Buffalo, see, I right? See. Yeah. So we're driving there, and bro, before I even like went on the plane, yeah, just the thought of getting on a plane would give me anxiety. Just mm. the thought of it, just me envisioning myself in the plane would freak me out. So I decide I'm going to get drunk as hell. Whoa. So we got like a bunch of wine. We did a few shots. Mm. And then I took um, sleeping pills as well. But then I fucked up because I had to pee the entire time so I couldn't sleep. The thing is, I, ca- I can't sleep on planes. I don't. I tried so hard, but I just can't sleep. Mm. So it's only like a... We, we, we had a layaway. So one 45-minute flight and then one like two-hour flight. So it was soft, but like... At the same time, I was fucking scared of shit just the first time. Just going from Buffalo to Charlotte. And then after that, I was perfectly fine. I was like, whatever. This is cool. Because you went, th- you went I through went it. Through the, I yeah. went through it and I'm just like, all right, I get it. Yeah. Uh, everybody was freak. Everybody freaks out about um, um, taking off and landing. I, I, I didn't give a shit. Oh, really? It's, it's when I'm in the air that I'm freaking out. Mm. Like I'm fucking scared Like I'm just like fuck Like And the turbulence too I'm just like fuck Like This shit is not cool But then You gotta You gotta reassure yourself Like bro You got a better chance Of dying in a fucking car crash Than you do in a fucking airplane Facts These Like Air And then another thing That helped me is just like Bro Airplanes are in the air Like all the time And how many of them crash God forbid Like you know what I mean Like Yeah There's hundreds and hundreds Of planes going in and out Every day, all over the world. All over the world, and every day. if there day. one crash, we would hear about it like That's what I'm crazy. Saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like, you just need to fucking chill. Like, you need to experience life. You need to get out. Because that was really, really stopping me from kind of experiencing Yeah. Life. So, yeah, you did the whole ATL thing. And then that obviously inspired you to record a song. But also, 
did it inspire inspire you hopefully to like want to get more of those type of experiences definitely or no? but the thing is with me is i'm not i'm very realistic okay like a lot of artists are not very realistic okay so when they go to when they do things like spend two grand on a fucking trip to la to go out there and build it's just like bro who who do you know out there right now to go build like that just sounds like a waste of money so for me i like so Atlanta was a vacation but it ended up I made my connects so the next time I go out there I have my connections and if I want to go to LA I'm going to go make sure I'm, I'm going on vacation first I'm going to feel it out see what's going on I'll do a one-two connection but the next time I go it'll be business you know what I mean like I just want to make sure that I'm using I don't have all the money in the fucking world like I'm pretty fucking broke mm -hmm. I'm not gonna I'm going to spend my money on experiences, but when it comes to the rap aspect of it, the business aspect of it, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm getting the most out of it. I want to make sure when I go out there, I have somebody that I could connect with that has the connections. Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to go out there fucking with a dollar in a dream thinking that a motherfucker is just going to pass yeah. me by and I'm going to be rapping on the corner where the hot dogs are and he's going to be like, oh shit, that sounds great. I'm it's over for that. It's not, in the 90s. No, at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm just a little bit more realistic with the way that I want to travel or experience make experiences through music mm. well also like you don't want to put on like undue pressure on yourself to make things happen like, just go out there without a plan exactly. and like exactly. you're gonna ruin yourself bro you're gonna be so disappointed like oh yeah i spent two fucking grand to come out here and nobody gives a shit about me <laughs> experiences like that can scar you i know I they don't. can give you emotional I trauma i know that's what I'm right like it make you want to like give up or something exactly when you it's not, you have you just haven't set yourself up the mm -hmm. right way it's not exactly okay <laughs> <laughs> and also like when you went to atlanta and they ask you where you're from toronto like mm. what was the they love talking about toronto and drake and shit yeah so the thing about atlanta is just hilarious it's just like bro we were in we took a few Uber rides, but one of our Uber drivers used to write music uh, for BMI. And it's just like, bro, I, I just hop in an Uber and make a connection quick like that. He doesn't do it anymore. My bad. He doesn't do it anymore. But it's just like the fact that, like, I feel like in the States, somebody knows somebody who knows somebody. It's like a chain reaction. Mm. And or somebody has written for this and that or done this and that. And it's just like, bro, like I just hop in an Uber and I meet a guy that just used to write hits and is living off of freaking um, streams and revenue uh, based off shit he did like years ago. So it's just crazy, right? But um, yeah, like there's actual music industry in the States. There's just infrastructure. Yeah. That's the difference. There's just infrastructure. People, and I feel like, I know there's hater shit all everywhere you go, but I feel like people just embrace you differently when you're not from from there, especially. But even when you're from there, they'll bump your shit. Like that was the that was the um week that Migos dropped their album, I think it was. Was it Migos or one of the Migos dropped their album? Mm -hmm. Everybody was bumping that shit. You go you hear that shit, like people walking out the street bumping that shit. Mm. It's just a different vibe. Especially, I, I know in the States it's different. I, I tweeted the other day, like, I want to save up enough money to go to New York and just live there for like a month and do exactly what I'm doing here, there. And I bet you, like, I'll make more progress than I've ever made living here all my life than a month in New York. All my life in all Toronto. All my life in Toronto. I, I bet, I bet on that. If I was doing, like, I bet on that, bro. Just know. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to try to do that. I'm, 
I just talked to a lot of people and just like, nah, this this is not the. It's, we're a very very tiny city in terms of um, creativity, and we have some of the best producers, best singers, best rappers. Zero infrastructure. All the fucking um, places that play hip hop shows getting shut down. We gotta fucking prove ourselves to these grant having motherfuckers that we deserve. 10k to fucking create a project i feel like there's no somebody knows somebody that knows somebody here like we just we're just starting that right so i just feel like that's exactly what we lack in the city infrastructure there's barely any studio not many studios in the city i don't know if i I've been asking for a fucking manager for the past, like, two years, trying to find a manager to manage me. I know my shit's good. That's not the issue. Um, PR, hard as shit. Been looking for PR to people to help PR. Either they want you to spend 4000 fucking dollars in order to for them to send out an email blast of your shit, and that's it. Or they just don't have the time for you. And it's just like, bruh. Like, <laughs> stop, you know. Well, what I mean? even those PR of like what outlets, they're not going to be working Canadian outlets because what Canadian outlets are there that going to get, right? Exactly. It's just like, bro, that shit don't. A lot of people are confused, and I understand that money does kind of get you further in this game because you could have that 4K and afford that 4K, and that person will push your shit and it'll get to where it's going and blah, blah, blah. But you got to be able to continuously do that. It's not a one-time thing and then you're up. You got to be able to continuously put in 4K mm. in order to... So that's why it's just weird that all these people that are claim to be for the culture, for the city, mm-hmm. they want motherfucker like me to pay $4,000 in order to help with like a Spotify placement or like... or like. Um, and I understand people got to get their money, bro. This That shit is hard work. People got to get their money, but it's just like... It's a difference because it's the people like me who have the talent but don't have that um, resource that are struggling. And if you're for the culture, that should be the pe- these those are the people that you should be uplifting mm. versus the people that are, could afford to do it. You're going you're gonna to put somebody on that shit that could afford to give you that 4K every month versus somebody who is very extremely talented and you will reap the benefits of that in the long run because they'll fuck with you when they get to where they're going and can afford that shit. And you'd rather just get your money now and it's just like nobody I, I tweeted the other day too nobody no 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 record labels even um develop artists anymore you gotta come developed like there used to literally be record deals where it's just like a record or or, or, or a development deal and it's just like yo we're gonna develop you see where you go if uh if you suck then you suck we let you go if you're good and we see uh the direction for you then we keep going right it's not like that anymore you gotta bring you got to bring your fans. You got to bring your brand. You got to bring everything. And I understand it, but at the same time, it's just like that's how people that are shit get on. Well, that's how they're signing the social media exactly. stars who are not even an ar- exactly. artist. Exactly, bro. The artist is coming. The artistry is coming after the fact. Yes, and it's just such a pain in the ass. And you talk about this shit, and it just sounds like you're complaining, and it sounds like you're salty because other people are getting on or making money. And it sounds like um, you need to be working harder. When that's not the case, bro. That's not the case at all. You got money, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can pay whoever to put you on the radio. You can pay whoever to put you on social media. 
and you could pay whoever to um, fucking put you on a Spotify playlist and fuck up your numbers. Like, it's just wild right now. I feel like if you're like, say you're like a purely unknown artist, meaning that you like, you know, some people call them industry plants. But if you came out of nowhere mm. and now you're everywhere, there's something so off to that. So For weird. me as a fan mm-hmm. of music. Listen. There's something off when I see this person on all the big media outlets. I'm like, who is this person? How did they come out of nowhere? So I don't know about that either. You know what? It's great because I I like that. I like that um, that term industry. It's just hilarious because it's like, bro, you could tell who is and who isn't. A guy like Kendrick, um, you have footage of him as a youth or a, a few years back. Nobody knows him, but he's rapping his ass off. Like, you just have footage of that. Like, you can see that he's built to where he, he is right now. Whereas some artists just come out of nowhere and it's just like they have a hit single and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> where did you even, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I'm glad that a lot of people would know that I worked my ass off because I have footage everywhere. Even as, like, a youth, I have, like, under a different name, I have, like, um, rap videos and shit. So people can never call me an industry fan because I've been out here. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been out here. So speaking about, you know, you're saying, oh, you're thinking of moving to to Atlanta or whatever. On I think on the song Pull Up, uh, on uh, Pull Up, you say, how come home don't feel like home no more? Mm-hmm. Like, are you thinking, yeah, what do you, what are the, what does that mean? So it's just like, I love Toronto with all my heart. I love Toronto. I've been here all my life. But what the fuck has this city done for me <laughs> other than stress me out and make me broke? It's so expensive to fucking live here. The creative industry is crap. What the hell am I doing here? And it's just like, it's just difficult because you got to do so much. Like I work for uh, a place where if I wanted to, I could get, I could get transferred, but you got to get a work permit. You got to find a place to live. And it's just that, that, I don't work have, in the states. You know what I mean? Like to that, to that, to do that risk and to do that jump is just like damn. I mean, you gotta have the money. You gotta have the resources, right? So I'm just, I don't know. I'm waiting on the right opportunity. What's what's stopping you? That, like just the money, risk. The risk, because like I I can't go out there with the little that I have and then come back home and be broke. Like I gotta go out there and I have to be prepared. You know what I mean? So. Mm. That's the only thing. Like, I love taking risks, and I love jumping the gun. And I'll tell you a funny story about... I'll tell you a funny story. So, you know that new Netflix um, rap show with Cardi B and Chance? Everybody was tagging me in that in order to go do it, right? And I wrote a tag... I wrote a post back, and I said, Bruh, stop tagging me in this shit. It's in the States only. It's for people in the States only. Somebody tried to come tell me, Oh, get a work permit. And and go out there or or get a find somebody's address that you know in the states and use it. I'm just like, bro, you guys don't understand. Like, some risks you just don't take. Like, sometimes you just gotta mm-hmm. sit and evaluate: is this worth it? Not every opportunity you gotta jump and jump the gun for. You want me to go get a fucking work permit to go apply for a fucking reality rap TV show and act like I'm not hungry because I don't want to do that? You stupid. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just the right, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to go out on uh, and lose an arm just just trying to get to where I'm going. Yeah, well, you also have to evaluate because I, I, I was thinking about, like, 
Yo, how many still to this day successful artists are there off reality? Um, like, um, thank you. Off, like those Americans, Idol, Zero, whatever. A few, right? Like Clary Kelly Clarkson is like the only one that's really like, bro. You know what I mean? What like, the fuck is Ruben Stutter doing? Yes, I was thinking about. I, I, you like that guy? When I, he came so did out. I. <laughs> Ruben Stutter like, was a guy. Like, right? but it's just like, bro, don't yeah. don't make me act like like I'm not trying to get to where I'm going or I'm not hungry because I'm not going to jump at every opportunity. Like, yeah, if the t- t- opportunity makes sense to me, I'm going to do it. But like, don't like, like bro, <laughs> I was so baffled. I'm just like, bro, like what? <laughs> so I get the point you're saying, yeah, you have to like, if you, if you, whenever you're going to take that chance, you got to have the ammo. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't want to take that chance with like feeling like, you, and then fail because it was your fault or you didn't you weren't ready for mm-hmm. it but also you just turned 25 so you're young mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that <laughs> in the grand scheme of things you could fuck up mm-hmm. and be maybe struggle or go through pain but now is the time you're right you don't want to be 35 mm-hmm. doing that <laughs> and trying yeah then but but you know what? That's that's the, I guess that's the question. So like, what do you want from this? Like, mm-hmm. realistically, you say you're a realistic person. Mm-hmm. What do you want from this? Because there's different reasons why people make music. Mm-hmm. Realistically, and yeah. To in order to shape how I feel about music, I always use this analogy. Mm-hmm. I work a part time job. Mm-hmm. I make about eight hundred dollars every two weeks. If I could make that amount of money rapping, I would still do it. I would still rap. Realistically. I'm not trying to be Jay-Z. Remember Chance said that only a few people in hip-hop are rich, like Jay-Z, Diddy, Drake. I, I don't I don't need to get there. If I can make a doctor salary rapping, I'll be the happiest motherfucker on earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I could, you know what I mean? Like it's Well, a doctor salary is what? From 100 to 400 grand, even even 50 grand off rapping. Bro. <laughs> I'm fucking you good. Don't need four, you need yes, four hundred grand, mm-hmm. whatever. But like, as long as I can yeah. maintain a life for myself, yeah, put away a little something for my kids, yeah, my godson, yeah, my family's all right. I'm yeah. fucking blessed. I don't need all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. Rapping off this, sh- making, um, rapping. I literally just want my, my my to live off of rap. I want to be doing it twenty four seven. I want it to be my career. I want it to be my job. Even if that means I'm not even in the spotlight. Even if that means I'm writing for other people. Yeah. Even if that means I'm 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 in the back, but like I'm contributing to music, and mm-hmm. I make my my little change, and I go home. I'm good. I want to tour. Obviously, everybody wants to be in the spotlight. Everybody wants to be a rap superstar and shit. Mm-hmm. And if that is not in the stars for me, that's cool. But I just need it needs to be something music or in. Or surrounded about or around music in my life hmm. as my career. I can't do anything else. Yeah, like, um, you know, I think so often that uh, usually as music fans, we see the rapper, the mm-hmm. DJ, or the producer, mm-hmm. and we think that's the only entry point yeah. to music. Yeah. That that's the only thing you could do mm-hmm. in music when there's so, so many, many outlets, roles. so many. Have you thought about what else that you think that you'd be good at or mm-hmm. have an interest for? Um, no, or not. I'm not really good at anything else other than <laughs> writing music. Yeah. Writing, yeah, obviously songwriter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, those guys have the life. They're getting checks, and you don't checks, know who they, and they are. Don't know who they are. They're living their damn life. They yeah. don't gotta go out and 
get in trouble because they're seen out with three bitches and they're married. Like, bro, they're just chilling, cooling. I would love that. Mm. Give me that. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm aiming for. Like, again, I would love to be in the spotlight. I wouldn't, like, but that comes with a lot of consequences too. 100%. But either either one of those lifestyles, I'm blessed, I'm good with. Mm-hmm. But it's 100%. Well, like, you know, like, everybody's, uh, a lot of people, we see fame, right? Like, mm-hmm. especially coming up, wow, da 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 Is fame looking attractive to you still? Not at all. It looks terrible. Doesn't it? Hope said that too. Like, look in the mirror and there I am, still not see what you become. But it's just like, bro, do I, like, realistically, in every career, there's fuck shit. But it, with music, at least I'll be doing what I love. And and I'll, and I'll endure the fuck shit because it's like, bro, this is this is what I like doing. Like when you're doing something that you don't like doing as a mm. career, and you're dealing with fuck shit, it's the worst shit. Cause it's like, bro, I don't even like doing this. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's just like, um, fame does not look very great. It never was great because the higher you get, the harder you fall. Like, it's just I've seen a lot of my favorite. Artists just get shit on because of one mistake they've done. Like who? Who are some? Look, yeah, at, that- look at Kanye, bro. Yeah. Who was shitting on Kanye? And it's just like, I have so much empathy for the guy. Yeah. Because of all he's been through. He's dealing with mental health as well. His mama's dead. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, yo, you look at that, like, and he used to be that lovable asshole, but now he's just an asshole. Ever since the Taylor Swift thing, it kind of just switched. And I don't want to... I don't really give a shit about being loved or hated. Well, I, I lied. Let me be realistic. I care about being loved. I care about being liked. But if people are going to judge me, you're just, you're just so open. I'm very sensitive. But at the same time, I'm very open. And... When you're up there and when you're famous, you just leaves you open for bullets. Like people would talk about you and say anything in your mentions on your Instagram. People that don't know you, don't know what you've been through, just opens you up to just a a world of of bullshit. It's literally millions of people. Millions of people. You don't even have to be on social media. You could feel no. that energy. Yeah. Millions of people that could just sit beside behind a screen and say whatever the fuck they want about no you. No consequences. Nothing. So it's just like, it's scary, bro. It's 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 difficult. I'm a very sensitive person when it comes to my music, when it comes to myself. So to open myself up even more to that, because I'm already pretty open, and people use it and, and try to use it and say it's a disadvantage to be kind of open about the things I go through and stuff like that. So when you're fa- when you when you're famous, you're in the spotlight. It's just open open target practice for people that are miserable with their lives mm. and got shit else to do but sit around and just fuck with you. So it's just like, bro, do I want that? In in but then I think about it and it's just like when I think about it now, I'm coming from a perspective where I'm broke. So if I'm broke and people are coming at me, that's bad. But if I'm rich or I'm wealthy and I'm well off, my family's good. I, I wouldn't really give a shit about what anybody else has to say about me. And I feel like that's what the difference is. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Like, 
I got, I'm, I'm living my life. I'm living my best life. Like, I don't give a shit about what you're saying. Mm. So I feel like that's, that's going to be the difference. So when I'm thinking about it now, it's just like, yeah, that sounds scary because I'm not doing what I want to, what I love. I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not where I want to be, but when I'm where I, where I want to be and I'm loving my life, it's just like, bro, I don't give a shit what you got to say. I think, uh, the point, uh, the good point that I want to talk about that you brought up is every job, every whatever has fuck shit. Everywhere you go. And it doesn't matter. So it's basically, uh, when you're going through that fuck shit, having a reason or significance behind it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, bro, music is what I want to do. I'm going to have to endure that. If you're a fucking teacher and you didn't want to ever be a teacher, you wanted to own your own business, but that never worked out. And you're a teacher now and you got f- fucking principal up your ass. You got the board up your ass. You're just like, bro, I didn't even want to do this in the first place. Like, <laughs> so it just makes you way more angrier when you encounter fuck shit. So when people are like, oh, are you true afraid of like the industry and all the bad people in it? I'm like, I'm going to encounter bad people everywhere I fucking go. But at least I'll be doing what I love. At least I'll be fucking happy doing. It'll be worth it at that point. Encountering those people. Because it's just like, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have a bigger reason, bigger goal that can keep you going through. Even though exactly. you're going. That's, 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 I think that's the, that's the key right there. Because life uh, is always going to have struggle. Life is always going to shit on you, bro. Yeah. No matter what you're doing. No matter matter. what you're doing, (laughs) no matter what it could be at McDonald's or whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, bro. Right? You're gonna get shit on. You're gonna get shit on. So, what do you want to like? What What is worth it? What's Mm -hmm. What's What's worth it? What's worth getting shit shit on? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right. That is. You gotta be realistic with it. Life is not a fairy tale, bro. Like there's, like unless you're in the one percent of people that own the entire world, your life is could or could not be garbage and it's just like bro it's gonna be garbage and you do what you love and you do what you want or is it gonna be garbage and you're forced to just die after paying all your bills what's like some of the shit or heaviest shit that you had to deal with in when pursuing this music yeah Mm, I would probably say money it's just very hard, like, once you, as I said before, once you get into the aspects of music, you understand that a lot of it has to deal with um, money, like studio time, mixing and mastering, creating videos, um, literally everything. So it's just like those days where I want to go to the studio, I don't have enough in my bank account. Those days where I really want to, get my project out but I don't have enough money to mix and master because that shit is expensive it takes a lot of money because it takes a lot of time and I appreciate engineers like my boy Mark mixed by MS because and I'm not embarrassed to say this he'll let me like pay him in like um, installments. installments so I'm like yo Mark can I pay you this that on when I get paid he'll be like yeah bro nah. and those are the kind of people that when you get to where you're going, you bring them with you because it's like, bro, you saved me. Like, And he does, he's very good at what he does. So it's just like the fact that he believes in me enough to kind of let me, to do my stuff for me and let me pay that way. It's just like, bro. Mm. a lot of it is, yeah. And then 
um, I've come to the point and the realization that it has nothing to do with how much music I release as to why I'm not where I want to be. It has nothing to do with the music that I release because I know that shit is good. I'm very, I'm sure I'm struggling a lot with the business aspect of being a creative. I suck at branding. I suck at like visuals. I suck at grabbing people's attention. And when I reach out again to those people that are good at that shit, they either are not uh, capable of taking me on or they want me to pay them 4,000 fucking dollars out of my ass to, for them to help me. That has been the biggest realization to me. Um, and I don't know if that's just a Toronto thing. I don't know if that is just a me thing. Maybe they don't fuck with me. But that has been a big fuck you to me in terms of the people that I've reached out to and either haven't gotten an email back or, like, they want, like, a bag out of me. And it's just like, bro, I understand. People are busy. People are not obligated to give a shit about you at all. But what's going to piss me off is when that one person does finally believe in me and I get to where I'm going, all those motherfuckers are going to try to ride that wave. And it, that's what's going to piss me off. Because it's just like, bro, you could have reaped the benefits of me. I'm not trying to say that it's just a one-way street. Like, anybody that helps me, definitely I'm helping in the future. And I feel like that's why my journey is taking a little bit longer than usual because I think the universe knows that when I get to where I'm going, all the people like me that I see struggling as artists and stuff like that, they're going to get put on too. So I just, like, I got to build my own foundation the hard way so that when it's time for me to pull up my people, that foundation is secure, right? Mm. It's just been very difficult finding those resources, finding those people. Because honestly, as a lot of people say, 90% of music is business, 10% is music. So I've mastered the 10%. I know how to make a good record. I know how to choose a good beat. I know how to rap well. Who is going to fucking help me <laughs> get to where I need to go? Because I'm fucking tired of reaching out to people and getting nothing. That has been the biggest, like, fuck you to me in terms of um, making music. It's just like, bro, nobody gives a shit unless that until that one song that you recorded like two years ago, one person... uh repost it on SoundCloud and then it blows up out of nowhere then they start caring but nobody gives a shit until then <laughs> and once you realize that you start to make music for yourself and you start to make music regardless if you upload it and get only 500 likes on SoundCloud or 500 uh, plays on SoundCloud you don't give a shit because at that point or for me I don't give a shit because at that point I make music as an outlet as in one of my songs, I say, um, music is therapy for cheap. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily, I only want to make money off of it because I feel like it's my destiny. I feel like this is what I was born to do and I have to do it. I don't, I don't see myself doing anything else other than music. So I got to make a career out of it versus motherfuckers think that music is easy and an easy way to get a bag so that's why they make it. 
I think you're not alone in that area of, I've interviewed tons of people, mm-hmm. of uh, business being the challenging part, the hard part. It sucks. It's terrible. It really, really, really sucks. And when you think about it in the grand scheme of things of making money out of music, out of art, it's a privilege. It's like, oh, it's like when you think about, you know, you're the top 1% of artists in the world that, if you're trying to make mm-hmm, money, money off of art mm-hmm. in, all, in any area, right? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely hard and it's definitely challenging. I guess the one thing is like, um, and I've come across this as well too, is when, I, when artists put too much pressure on their love, on music, mm-hmm. making money for them, and then they break it. Mm-hmm. They fall out of love with it. Yep. I don't want that to happen to you. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't. It's, I, I don't know if it's like a fine balance of like not too much pressure, mm-hmm. a little bit of pressure mm-hmm. or not. How does that, how do you, how do you work, you know, balance that? I guess it is a lot of, I do put a lot of pressure on it because yeah. as I said, I don't feel like I see myself doing anything other than music. So it's just like, if I, if that doesn't happen for me, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I also very much believe in manifestation and putting things into the universe and um, saying things like, I'm not going to do anything other than music so that it manifests itself and then make sure that I get to where I have destined to go. Believing in myself is 100% what's going to get me to where I need to go as well. But I guess I do have to have a plan B just to be realistic. But I don't want to have a plan B. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I see what you mean, though, because like, it's just like, what happens if it doesn't happen? Because, you know, the music is therapy for cheap, by the way. Uh, how about that? Make a T-shirt out of that. That's one <laughs> revenue source right now. I got you. Okay. I'll buy, I'll buy that. <laughs> if you don't, I'm making T-shirts. Oh, I'm taking it. But, uh... That's, yes, we hear that all the time. Music is therapy. Music is my therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an outlet. It's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's truth. And I guess you don't want to be so bitter that it's like not an outlet anymore. You're mm-hmm. going to go crazy. Yeah, exactly. You have no more outlet. Mm-hmm. You're going to be clogged up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not good. Nope. Uh, but yo, you had a great year. I did. When I look back, I don't really, like, okay, one thing with me, I'm terrible with dates, and I'm terrible with memories. I, I think that's, we'll talk about that. That's I think that everybody's becoming terrible with memories so, because of these phones. I think, I feel like just years are just passing us, but I blink and it's fucking 2019. Yeah. So, but then, everybody was doing this little thread on Twitter, like, oh, things that I've accomplished in 2018. <laughs> so I thought about it and I just like, hmm, got over my fear of flying. Uh, sold out of merch twice. Uh, shared a stage with Jay Electronica. Like I was up, up on there with Jay Electronica in February. Released an EP that was real well well received. That's about it. But like to a lot of people, that's not a lot. But to me, it's pretty big. You can you can only measure yourself yeah. to yourself. Like mm-hmm. you can't. So we need to talk about the Jay Electronica moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. <laughs> You're, first of all, a big fan. Huge fan. I'm a stan, actually. Yeah. Nobody can tell me anything about Jay Electronica. You're a stan of Jay Electronica. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Jay Electronica for a second before we get into it. 
I feel like the reason why people still care, some people may not care, some people whatever, but what are what other artists is there in the world who hasn't released something in years and people still want to hear yeah. from them, right? It's very rare. People don't give a fuck. You take six months, you're gone for a year, you're done. You're mm-hmm. done. You're done. Today. Mm-hmm. But it's been several years and people still want to hear music. If J. Electronica drops something today or tomorrow, people a body listen. of work, people will go nuts. Mm-hmm. They will listen. I will listen. Yes. That's very rare. Mm-hmm. And my opinion is I think his music's so potent. Bro. Bro. It just hits you. It hits me in, in some other level, man. And I still can listen to it to this day. Tr- bro. And I could like almost feel like crying or something mm. or like Trust go me. somewhere. Trust me. It pisses Why me do off. you think? It pisses me yeah. off yeah. when people say that he doesn't have music. He has tons of fucking There's music. There's a best of electronic out there. Bro, like, <laughs> shut up. Like, you know what I mean? And he has no albums up. Yeah. Um, My love for Jay Electronica came when I seen him at the time he went to, Man- he was at Manifesto. Manifesto, yeah. And um, what song was it? He was um, uh, rapping Dime Let the Drip the Mean. And oh my God, I was just, I fell in love with him. And I went home and I downloaded all his shit. And bro, he is just a poet. Like he just understands how to put words together. And he's also so intelligent. So like he'll be saying shit. And I've been listening to it for years, but then I just understand it like a day, a day ago. Um, she's just fucking great. Like, it just doesn't make any sense on why people hate on. Oh, he doesn't have an album out. How could he be top five? You don't have an album. Bro, that one has, bro, he has enough content that you could tell that he's a very, 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 very good rapper. And his story is fucking incredible. One of the oldest to get signed. How could you hate on that? Who knows what the fuck he's doing? But how could you hate on somebody that could tour? Yeah, honest, even on that personal life, who, who, he was he's dating fucking, some girl from what? He broke up the what family? Bro. The Rockefeller I'm, family? No, the, the Rothschild. The Rothschild yeah. family. That's, that's, that's Illuminati yes. type of shit. <laughs> We're not going to talk too much about it because I don't want to get... I'm not trying to get a dot on my head. Yeah, but, like, but yo, he... Bro- Look Some it up, people. Like, yeah. Dre Natronica, the Rothschild family, and what he did. <laughs> you will not be believing, okay? We're moving on. So you're at the show. You're at a Danforth. You're seeing Jay Electronica perform, and, listen, then, and then what? Listen, so yeah. a few years before, he came to Toronto with Common and opened up for Common. Yes. Fucking strange, but whatever. Yeah. And I was right up at the front. Yeah. So I know... Um, his his performance style. He likes to jump into the crowd. Yeah. And he likes to to rap and and very 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 into it with the crowd. So I knew that my ass had to be at the front because he's gonna remember me from the year that I was rapping all his shit back to him. Yeah. I have videos of him and I. He's making eye contact contact with me and I'm rapping every fucking lyric back to him. So I got there a little bit early, sat standing in the front. Um. There's a few openers. Jalek comes out, first thing he does, runs up, up on the fence, I'm right in front of him, jamming out to his shit. Then um, he stops, and apparently he does this in every city, and he's like, the first time I ever rapped in front of a, um, in front of a, uh, in front of people like uh, this amount of people is when Most Def brought me up on stage, and he let me, 
uh, do a little, do his, do my thing. So I like to, in every city I go to, bring somebody up who raps and let them do their thing. So who in the, um, who in the, who in the crowd raps? All my friends start pointing at me. I was fucking shitting myself. I'm like, bro, what are you guys doing? I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. <sighs> They're all pointing at me. I get up on the stage. It's like, what's your name? I'm like, DJ, DJ SB. He's like, all right, you gonna spit something? I'm like, yeah. I pull up my phone. I'm like, fuck, what am I gonna spit? For some reason, and this is just fate, and this is why I believe in the universe, because day before that, I was in the studio. And I was recording a song and I didn't realize at the end of the beat, the beat switches and goes into some nastier beat because I, I I only ever do two verses. So once I'm done writing, I'm done writing. Right. So I never knew this whole other beat was at the end of the beat. Right. So I was just like, fuck. So what am I going to do with this? So in the studio, I had in my notepad uh, just a verse that I wrote a while ago, just sitting there and it was a good verse. So I was like, all right, let me record this. So I recorded it. Right. So it's fresh in my mind. So I go up there and I'm going through my notes. He's like, oh, you're going to spit from your phone? That's cool, too. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to spit from my phone. I'm going through my notes and I see the first bar. I'm like, all right, I know I'm going to spit. <laughs> I know what I'm going to spit because it's fresh in my mind, right? The beat drops. There's a little beat. And so his DJ picked whatever beat whatever or whatever. Beat, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It drops. Yeah. And I swear to God, something came over me and I just perform bro i spit the verse i just heard people yelling screaming bro i i something just came over me like it just was so weird because i didn't feel like myself at all and then i ended the verse he gave me a hug he started talking shit whatever everybody was fucking clapping and shit then he's like yo where are your people at you gonna bring them on stage so i brought my people up on stage we're in the back drinking henny you're fucking jail like bro, like it was fucking <laughs> One of those surreal ass moments, one of those luck opportunity meets opportunity moments. And I ended up getting his number. Obviously, he never fucking texted back or called back, <laughs> that motherfucker. But just seeing, just being able to post that on communities like Reddit and Twitter and Instagram and seeing everybody ride my dick, it was the greatest feeling ever felt my life. I have people from fucking elementary school texting me oh that was so awesome I'm just like bro suck a dick but um, that's probably top five moments of my life it was just I, I watched that video now and I'm just like what the fuck like it was just all destiny and fate because God knows what the fuck I would have spit if I didn't spit that verse the day before. Mm. If I didn't have that verse fresh in my head, I don't know what the fuck I would have said. So, I was prepared. Wow. Which, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yo. The whole part after too, drinking Henny and all oh. that, oh, that just said that topping. Just in the back, just yeah, drinking yeah. Henny with him. And my people, he brought my people on stage. That makes it, you know. And then security kicked us off. <laughs> so I, I was on the side when he was doing Exhibit C. I couldn't even fucking... And he jumped in the crowd at that point. I couldn't even fucking see him. So I just left. I was like, fine. And everybody was just hailing me up at the end. Oh, you're so great. That was yeah. the best part of the show. Blah, blah, blah. It was trending on Reddit too, right? Like, Bro, I got thousands of views. Like yeah. 20... Something stupid. And like Reddit is a fucking troll-ass community. They hate on everything there. I didn't get one bad comment. 
one bad comment and it's just like, bro, that's how you know like you're actually pretty good. Because mm. <laughs> these motherfuckers love trolling people. I wonder if these moments like that or your engineers paying you, you paying them in installments and like these little small breaks that you get if they do anything for you. A thousand percent. Those are those are the things that kind of keep me going, to be honest. Um, without that kind of stuff pushing me every so often, I would have gave up a long time ago. Cause it's just like there's always that one thing that hits you, and it's just like okay, you gotta keep going. Cause like you never know. It's just weird. Cause life is just like you're just jumping into the abyss, like mm-hmm. just jumping into the dark. And it's just like okay, if I give up now, what does that mean for me? Like what what happens if I keep going? So that those little moments like that is what kind of makes me continue doing what I'm doing. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, yo. Yo, man. Anything else that you wanted to say to the people out there who are tuning in? Um, listen to my shit, man. <laughs> Why is it I have so many followers? I have so many people that know me outside of like social media and shit, and they know me. People know me. That's the thing. Nobody's listening to my shit. What the fuck? It's mm. so weird. Like, I feel like people are just waiting to be able to be like, yo, I know that girl or I knew that girl. It's like, bro, listen to my fucking shit. People don't want to be first. No, ever. <laughs> and it's just like, bro, stop being whack. I wonder, but, it's, it's got to be a human, like, psychology thing or whatever. That's common. Be. Somebody wants to be like, oh. When you're on and like, yo, my, they're wave riding. Like, mm. that's, co- that's not a Toronto thing. No, that's a everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's a disease in Toronto, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, it's just, it's just, just we different. still have like we have that in like we feel inferior. Mm. But nah, it's not even about that. Like if you like my stuff, compared to like, you know, we always you know now that it's changing, but like we always look to Americans mm-hmm. or American content compared to Canadian, mm-hmm. right? I feel like it's just because we're so small, like compared yeah. to the rest of the world, we're we're very tiny, but we like to act like we're not. But we're actually very 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 small in comparison. It's just like, bro, support your fucking artists. Not mm-hmm. only like retweeting and liking your shit. Like, go out to their shows. You could pay a hundred dollars and drive fucking seventy kilometers to a fucking uh, f- festival and butt fuck nowhere to support your favorite artist. But your friend is throwing a show for five dollars on a Saturday and you can't come support. Cause mm. you're tired, or you're, or you had work the other day, but you'd, you'd fucking Frank Ocean. You'd stay out f- till four a.m. for Frank Ocean, mm. and you have work at five. Like <laughs> don't fuck it. Like you know, people just piss me off. Like, see, I get, I totally like get that frustration and how it doesn't make sense or whatever. But I feel like it's important that you don't have people don't sense desperation. Oh, a thousand percent. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, it's cool. Inside you could be like, oh, yeah. going crazy. Mm-hmm. But if you are like wreaking a desperation or you're getting really mad at people, why don't you support me? Mm-hmm. Like, which is valid, but that doesn't drive people to, to oh, do those things. A thousand percent. It's like, it's like if you having your own party and you're like, yo, we don't need nothing, nobody. I'm, I'm cool. Uh, cooling. That's what people are like, oh, what's going on over yeah. there? <laughs> oh, c- can I be a part of this too? Yes. Yep. It's kind of like you got to like. Subconscious thing, yeah. W- that's where fake it till you make it kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like, yo, we good over here. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Or like if it's a concert, yo, we're going to have a party tonight. Like, I don't know. Like there's, I feel like there's psychological things that you could do, tricks that you could do like that. It's still going to be hard or whatever, but like. 
you know, because I I've done obviously I've thrown like hip concerts or whatever. I mean promoter promoted shows or whatever, and I especially when it's like you know it's a if it's a Friday night Saturday night whatever, and I'm and people can go to a club or to mm-hmm. a bar compared to the show Coming of up and coming artists. Yeah. It's just you a know teaser. I mean? It's just like, what you know, the fuck? But it's it, like I have to talk about drink specials. Or something. <laughs> I know. At the end of the day, people are going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And you can't, again, you can't force people to, to fuck with your shit. But it's just like, don't act like you've been knowing when that person gets to where they're going. Because that's just some whack shit. Be the first. Support your artist. Be the first to be like, yo, put this person on. This person's really good. So that you don't look like a douchebag. Yeah. Well, and now we can tell that we can see that it's a real. It's happened in Toronto, where we've had people, you know, people come up or are coming up, or things are happening for them. It's not like 15 years ago where like you had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like there was no real models mm-hmm. other than a few people. It's still a few people, but now that you could see, like. It's like an investment. You know how people want to invest in something that it's going to go somewhere? Mm-hmm. I think that's how people see things that's and fair. artists as well, too. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And there's a chance, mm-hmm. or at least it's wide open. There's a possibility compared to, like, yo, this shit ain't going to happen. Yeah. That's so fair. Oh, yeah. Anything else you want to say, DJ? That's it, yo. Thank, Thank you, you for, for coming me. through on the Come Up of Show. Of course, man. You're like, I, I, Listen, I'm not a big podcast person. I can't sit and listen to a podcast. I don't know what the fuck it is about. I got to convert you to podcasting. Trust me. But I went on your shit. Yeah. And I saw the kinds of people that you have on there. I'm like, whoa, they respect me enough to put me on there too. So it's just like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what we do on the come up show. We put on, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, people that I feel like are dope. You're dope. Mm -hmm. I like your story. I like the music as well too. And uh, I'm also in the same boat as you in terms of I'm trying to promote people like you. Mm -hmm. And people are like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. But but now my track record, I interviewed Kendrick in 2011 mm-hmm. or J. Cole back then. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, he may know something now. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You're like, oh, maybe I should follow. You know, and the people who follow along are, whether they be creators, but there's also listeners who are first. Like mm-hmm. they are the ones that put their people on. And that's why I appreciate you. And that's my conversation with DJ SB on the Come Up Show podcast. What did you guys think? Please let me know. Hit us up on the Come Up Show at Twitter. Uh, and if this is your first time tuning in, yo, check out our previous catalog and over hundreds and hundreds of artists. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Wednesday, a brand new episode. It's your boy Chetto. I'll see you on next Wednesday. Peace.